Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey Lee, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. In news today, a hard enforcement for truckers in insect quarantine area starts May 1st. Authorities in Pennsylvania will start hard enforcement of a new permit for truckers who make stops in the quarantine zone for an inv invasive species of insects starting May the week of May 1st. Some businesses that operate in one of the 14 Pennsylvania counties that are considered to be spotted lanternfly quarantine zones must obtain and carry a permit showing that the company is in compliance with insect inspection and control training. Companies that are based in the quarantine zone, load in the quarantine zone, or that make stops in that zone all must obtain this permit. Trucking companies that travel through but do not make any stops in that area are not required to obtain that permit. The, quote, hard enforcement will include random roadside stops conducted by state police and the Department of Agriculture to ensure that drivers are carrying this permit. Law enforcement officers in neighboring states may also check bills of lading or other records to determine if truck drivers have stopped in that zone. Those companies that fail to obtain the spotted lan lanternfly permit could be refused entry or face fines up to $20,000. The Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture only requires that a manager takes the course to obtain the permit, but then requires that the company document that the manager provides proper training for other employees. Uh, there are 14 counties under this quarantine, and it's listed here in this article that'll be in the show notes. Um, you could click here to take the two-hour online training course and to obtain a permit through the Pennsylvania State University for free. Uh, Spotted lantern is an invasive species native to Asia that poses a major threat to crops like grapes and hops. You can learn more about the invasive insect in the video that's going to be at the bottom of this article. So I guess so it's not to transfer it from state to state and have like an outbreak or anything like that going on, especially if you're back and forth from New York to California or into New York where they have a lot of um, wineries and vineyards and stuff to transfer that, that insect. And get exactly right. Yeah, get a lot of things so, going on. Does, does this mean I gotta quit drinking beer too, or what? <laughs> no, just wine. You gotta, you gotta quit being oh, okay. a wino. Okay. All right. In other news, a CVSA releases dates for the week-long driver crackdown. The CVSA Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, we all know, released the dates for this year's Operation Safe Driver Week. Like I keep saying, first they have the brake check week in June for 72 hours. Then we get the week-long one in July. And, I mean, then we get another one in October. Really? 
and yet they can't, and we'll go into this, what's going on outside of Denver here in a minute. This year, Operation Safe Driver Week will be held on July 24th through the 30th throughout North America. Law enforcement agencies across the country will be out in force looking for dangerous driving by both commercial vehicle and passenger vehicle drivers during the week-long event. The CVSA says that any driver caught driving unsafely will be pulled over and issued a warning or a citation. The emphasis for this year's driver enforcement campaign is speeding. Well, you and I don't have that to worry about, now do we? Um, while, while officers will be focusing on catching drivers who are speeding, they will also be looking for other violations like texting, failure to wear a seat belt, impaired driving, unsafe lane changes, and failure to obey a traffic device. CVSA says that in 2017, speeding was a factor in over 26% of all traffic fatalities. Quote, for more than two decades, speeding has been involved in nearly one-third of all motor vehicle fatalities. This is unacceptable, especially because it's preventable. We will continue to educate the public on the dangers of speeding, and we will identify individuals who are speeding on our roadways and may issue citations as a deterrent to future speeding tendencies and to affect driver behavior, said the President Chief Jay Thompson. During last year's Operation Safe Driver Week, more than 57,000 citations were issued to passenger commercial vehicle drivers. Commercial vehicle drivers were issued 1,908 citations for speeding during last year's enforcement effort. And what do you always say, Lee? What is your motto? Slow down. Slow down. Right. That's what they're going to be looking for as well, is text the texting. And, you know, you're going down the road and all of a sudden you see this car way out there in the field and the ditch and everything. How did they get there? Right. More likely they're playing with their phone. Right. This morning, you know, you get them uh, army little, you know, uh, what do you call them, you know, the big four, five of them, little convoys, yep. you know, running down the road. Ain't one of them run off in the ditch. Right. We now have a cafe store. Are you wondering what to get your trucker mom, wife, or girlfriend? I've got the answer for you. Now for Mother's Day, we are having a twenty percent off sale on all apparel on our cafe store so you go to julia's com, click on the cafe store the sale runs between now and thursday may 10th when you order any apparel the manufacturer prints the apparel made to order like a t-shirt tank top a hoodie and they print every three days so your order will ship right to your door once you're at the cafe store click on the apparel tab then click on any of the images that you want, whether it's a t-shirt, a tank top, ladies tank that you see. And you this will take you right to the marketplace where you can receive your 20% off your entire order. 
at checkout, after you enter all of your information, you're going to see small wording that says, I have a promotional code. So click on those words and a box will appear. In that box, you're going to enter the promo code of MOM, capital M-O-M, 2019, to get 20% off your whole order. That's right, 20% off. So if you know a mom that's a trucker, or maybe not, um, and you just want to get something for her, you want to get your trucker wife or girlfriend a unique gift, then check out Julia's Trucking Cafe store. Go check it out today. This promo code is a special code only for our listeners. Now for more news. Now in other news, remember you're always wondering about the hours of service regulations, when the new flexible hours of service regulations were going to come into effect? You were, you were just asking about that a few weeks back when uh, they said they were going to that um, House committee? Right. Well, they have released the U.S. Department of Transportation is scheduled to unveil its highly anticipated changes to truck drivers' hours of service regulations early next month in June. New regulatory reporting posted by the DOT indicates that hours of service Changes are scheduled to be published on June 7, 2019. The document indicates that DOT is listening to calls from the trucking industry. They Didn't they do that? For more flexibility in hours of service regulations in the wake of electronic logging device. Did they not just do that? Aye. Well, well, all I got to say, y'all be ready. A bunch of people up there don't know nothing about driving no truck. Is the one setting these, so y'all be ready. Yeah, the DOT is free to change the hours of service rule publication date. Following the publication of the notice of proposed rulemaking, the FMCSA will again accept public comments before publishing the changes as a final rule. So they're gonna do this publication. They're asking companies for more comments. Then they're going to. Uh, publish the notice of proposed rulemaking, which I thought they just did. Then they'll go ahead and accept some more public comments and then to make the changes and then uh, publish it as a final rule. When federal authorities started the process of hours of service regulation change in August of 2018, the FMCSA asked for public comments on the hours of service regulation reform and received thousands of responses from the trucking industry, as well as the public at large. Specifically, they asked the public to weigh in on four specific areas of hours of service regulation. Well, we know this. Expanding the current 100-air mile short haul exemption from 12 hours on duty to 14 hours on duty. Extending the current 14-hour on-duty limitation by up to two hours when a truck driver encounters adverse driving conditions. Revise the current mandatory 30-minute break for truck drivers after eight hours of continuous driving. And reinstate the option for splitting up the required 10-hour off-duty rest break for drivers operating trucks that are equipped with a sleeper berth compartment. They asked for public comment on two petitions. Uh, The OOIDA petition that would allow drivers to take up to a three-hour off-duty rest break during a 14-hour day period. And also that petition asked for elimination of the 30-minute rest break. And a Trucker Nation petition that would revise the prohibition against driving after the 14-hour of the beginning of the work shift 
allow drivers to use multiple off-duty periods of three hours or longer in lieu of having 10 consecutive hours off-duty and eliminate the 30-minute rest break. So that's what they're asking about. It has to say it at the very bottom of the article. These two petitions, one by OIDA and one by Trucker Nation, that's what they want the comments on. Well, exactly, because you've got people up there that have no idea what we're doing that is actually going to set the rules for us. Right. That's why they do that. And if they go talking to the wrong people, a lot of companies, what do you think they would want to say? Right. Probably more uh, on-duty time or whatever because of the loading and unloading situation where that gets your truck out there and the driver can spend more time Messing with that crap, getting loaded and unloaded, then, oh, well, you still got a good clock. You can still go. You know, I mean, that's what a company's going to say. I guarantee you that's what they're going to say. Yeah. So, y'all be ready. That's all I got to say. Y'all be ready. <laughs> As truck drivers... We all know what it's like to be at a shipper's or receiver's and have to wait to be loaded for hours on end. Am I right? Especially produce coolers and paper mills and other places. We have a new sponsor, My Patriot Supply. Now, it's not what you think. My Patriot Supply is emergency food plus survival gear. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years. They have food kits that are gluten-free. Also, dehydrated meat and dehydrated fruits and vegetables. They come in a slimline tote, plastic tote that you can easily store in your food pantry or underneath in your side box. I could speak from experience. After living through Hurricane Katrina in my mobile home, we were without power for 10 days. It was me, my son, and my mom. If it weren't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have had any food. Four 60-foot pine trees broke in half during that storm and landed across my driveway. Landlocked me in. So I couldn't go out to get food. And there was four-mile gas lines then. If I knew then what I know now about my Patriot Supply, I would have definitely had some of this food stockpiled in my pantry. Now, for a limited time, you could get a one-week food supply, uh, which it comes in an ammo can, for $39 and even gluten-free for under $100. Just go to my website at juliastruckercafe.com and click on the Emergency Food tab. Scroll down, click on any image. I just added some more. I added fruits and vegetables and meat, um, some more gluten-free. Stay prepared for anything that happens. So remember last week we talked about that horrific accident outside of Denver where that 23-year-old driver... Um, came down um, Lookout Mountain, and I did a little bit of research on Lookout Mountain. That happens to be anywhere between a 45 to 5% grade, and the trucker's uh, speed limit is 45 miles an hour, and it goes even to a 6% grade in places. So him doing 85 miles an hour down that grade is just completely ridiculous in my eyes, whether the brakes are gone or not. He should have took, in my personal opinion, he should have at least have been able to take the damn ramp. So anyway, uh, last week Thursday, Colorado authorities have issued dozens of felony charges to this driver accused of causing a massive pileup that, that uh, took four lives. 
On Friday, May 3rd, the district attorney announced that they were filing 40 charges against the truck driver, Aguilera, for his role in a fatal chain reaction crash that happened on I-70 near Lakewood, Colorado back on April 25th, um, according to uh, CBS and Denver. And um, here is the district attorney describing the charges and what the reaction for the charges are. Good morning. Uh, as Pam indicated, I'm Pete Weir. I'm the district attorney for Jefferson and Gilpin counties. At 10 o'clock this morning, um, Rogel Aguilera will appear in front of a Jefferson County judge to be advised of charges that my office have filed against Mr. Aguilera. These include uh, 40 felony counts uh, based upon the circumstances and incident that occurred last Thursday on April 25th, just before 5 o'clock on I-70 and Denver West Parkway. I need to caution folks that uh, this is how all criminal cases start, uh, with the filing of a, of a complaint and information. Mr. Aguilera is afforded all the rights that every defendant facing criminal charges um, is afforded, and that is the right to the presumption of innocence, and that presumption of innocence remains with Mr. Aguilera unless and until all the charges are proven beyond a reasonable doubt. The charges that we have filed in this case <clears throat> are based in part on the facts that have been laid out uh, in the probable cause affidavit that was filed with the court at the time of Mr. Aguilera's <clears throat> arrest. Those facts relate in part that Mr. Aguilera was observed the western part of I-70 up at the general area of the Genesee uh, Parkway, Genesee Exit, and Lookout Mountain, driving extremely fast and in a reckless manner. The speed limit for a commercial vehicle that Mr. Aguilera was operating, a semi-truck with a trailer, is 45 miles an hour. The estimated speed of Mr. Aguilera at that time and subsequent times proceeding eastbound on I-70 was in excess of 85 miles an hour. Mr. Aguilera was observed by a number of citizens driving recklessly, swerving through various lanes of the road until he descended I-70 in the right-hand lane of travel. At that time, he saw a semi-truck that was parked off the shoulder right at I-70 in Denver West. He made the decision at that time to swerve left into the cars that had been backed up as a result of the accident that had occurred earlier down on Ward Road. Mr. Aguilera and his semi and the trailer wound up causing collisions with 28 vehicles. As a result of Mr. Aguilera's actions, four people died, and I want to extend my condolences to the family members of the four men who lost their lives last Thursday. We have two individuals that have been seriously injured, serious bodily injury. I want to extend my uh, sympathies to them and all other victims associated with this incident. As I indicated, we have filed 40 counts and may have misspoken earlier. It's 36 felonies out of the 40 counts. The other four counts, one is reckless driving and three counts of crime of violence. So 36 felony counts. There are six counts of assault in the first degree. Those are related to the deaths of the four individuals and 
the two individuals that were seriously hurt. Assault in the first degree is a class three felony, and a class three felony carries a potential penalty of 10 to 32 years in the Department of Corrections. In this case, the legal theory underlying our charging of assault in the first degree is a theory called extreme indifference. The allegations are that Mr. Aguilera, under circumstances manifesting an extreme indifference to the value of human life, engaged in conduct, knowingly engaged in conduct, that created a grave risk of death or serious bodily injury. So as a result, based upon extreme indifference, six counts have been filed against Mr. Aguilera, four for the deaths, two for the serious bodily injury. In addition, we have filed 24 counts of attempted first-degree assault. Same theory, extreme indifference, but these are individuals that, fortunately, by the grace of God, did not sustain serious bodily injury or death, but they were placed in fear of that. The 24 individuals were all individuals that were in vehicles that were involved in the collisions that were caused by Mr. Aguilera. We have also filed uh, four counts of vehicular homicide based upon a reckless theory indicating that Mr. Aguilera drove in a reckless manner and the deaths of four individuals result. Also filed were two counts of vehicular assault. Vehicular homicide is a class four felony. Vehicular assault is a class five felony. The vehicular assaults are based upon a reckless theory that he drove recklessly and caused serious bodily injury to two individuals. This case continues to be investigated. It's a complex case. There are a number of witnesses that uh, have been spoken to and a number of witnesses that uh, we will continue to uh, seek out and uh, interview. I want to thank all of the law enforcement, first responders, CDOT, uh, West Metro Fire, all the agencies that came to... Also, the district attorney said he was operating the vehicle under circumstances where he's exhibiting extreme indifference to the value of human life. And he also stated in this press conference that there had to be a translator in the room during the interview. So, are, Lee, do you know if they happen to know how much English this driver could speak? Well, the best I got at it, that's what they're still determining. But if this person does not know enough English, when they're sitting there telling him, we're charging you for this, we're charging you for that, he don't know enough. Right. I, I mean, just period. You know, I mean, he don't know enough. I mean, I've watched some of the videos, and I've heard some response from other people, and uh, this, this is just a... Uh, it's very sad is what it is. I mean, for the people who lost their lives and over uh, some idiot like this. Yeah, it, so, it's a shame. so this, just to remind everybody, this crash happened, if you haven't heard about it as of yet because this is a hot topic, this crash happened on I-70 during a traffic jam. Cars were stopped from another accident. Aguilera, he was hauling a load of lumber downhill when he failed to stop for the slow traffic and crashed into several vehicles, causing a fiery pileup crash that ultimately involved 24 passenger vehicles and four semi-trucks, so 28 total. They left four people dead and two others seriously injured. Aguilera later told police that his brakes failed, but that he had only been traveling at 45 miles an hour. So that he lied right there. He said that he didn't want to leave the roadway for fear of rolling his truck and that attempts to maneuver onto the right shoulder were blocked by another semi-truck. So he decided to just 
take a left instead of taking a right and also passing two truck uh, runaway ramps and did bother taking them because he didn't want to roll his truck. So I just... So let me get to... We'll get to uh, your bullshit here in just a second. Uh, one more article is that then he went on to issue a statement thanking his supporters. He... Um, maintains his innocence of wrongdoing in this crash um he was uh he was later when he was charged in his role in this pileup um he turned around and via his wife i'm just trying to paraphrase here after the formal charges were filed um he issued a statement via his wife on facebook uh, that uh, God is with me. This is not what they are doing to me. But I never thought that I would have a world out there supporting me. I never imagined that there were so many people defending me. At the moment, my best lawyers have been all that have given me that great support. And those who have and continue to pray for me. I leave so much to be able to give those things that there is nothing to pay for anything they have done. I truly feel too grateful. Without their support, none of this is to make possible so he even speaks broken english you could see by what she translated there was a gofundme campaign was set up to help raise money for aguilera in the wake of the crash the local television station reports that this campaign has raised more than a hundred and twenty thousand dollars to pay for bail and family expenses and now for Lee's bullshit. Okay, let me tell you, all of this on that young guy that killed them people running down that mountain. I watched the video of his truck. I watched it real close. The guy's cutting in other lanes, going down the road, running... Run one poor guy in a pickup dog on off the road. Well, here's natural instinct. When you have something out of control in a vehicle, you try to hit the brakes. You try, you trying to stop. Didn't see a brake light one come on on that truck. Even if them brakes, if all the airlines was busted, it don't matter. The, the brake lights will still come on. That's ridiculous. And this guy sitting here has got these supporters and all of this kind of stuff like that. Well, y'all can give him all the money you want. And it might just get in two live terms instead of four. That's going to be about all there is to it. Because this guy's goose is cooked, period, on that. It ain't going to happen. This guy does not know what he's doing. It's very obvious, and I hope they go back to the company where he got his CDL. I hope they go back and clean house. That would help stop some of this craziness out on the road, is what it is. Over down in, like, Laredo and stuff like that, I've seen them more than They'll do things in a big truck that you see these idiot old-winners are doing in a four-wheel. They'll do it in a big truck. Right. I mean, they will. They're crazy. And he, he exampled the same kind of driving 
that I've seen in different parts of the state on the way down. I've even been in Mexico and seen it. That's the way they drive. They don't care. But the thing of it is, when he said, well, I didn't want to tear up my truck. Right there and there, told you all you needed to know. He told me, screw everybody else. I'm going to go down here and kill four or five people, four people, but I'm not going to tear my truck up. So, right there, something wrong. I mean, people in the right mind don't do that. What? But it's the problem it is. You got these people coming over here from all different countries. They don't care about us. Because in their country, they're out for each other. Their own, you know what I mean? So, well, it, it is just all ridiculous. But I listened to that district attorney. I really enjoyed listening to the guy. He's a very smart individual. He's not no dummy. I'll tell you that. He knows what he's doing, and it doesn't look out. Because when it goes, I don't care what lawyers that old boy gets, it's going to be over with before it gets started. And at this, and with that press conference, he when he said that he didn't, uh, this young man didn't, you know, was uh, operating in a very reckless manner and had a reckless disregard for human life. I mean, think about it. Any one of us drivers that have been out here any amount of time, when this uh, article came out, the comments that I'll be reading in uh, that I read earlier were just drivers were were they were just pissed because oh, yeah. he had. Uh, responsibility to make sure that equipment was working on that truck. He had a responsibility for the other motoring public that we're supposed to be professionals out here and not only take care of your equipment, but don't run anybody over. And anything that would happen like that, any one of us that have been out here for any length of time would have took that runaway ramp in a hot second and before we would kill somebody. Well, 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 other than this, was he not scared for his own life? We don't know. We don't know. <clears throat> now, think about it. If I'm in a truck running down a mountain that speed, 5 to 6% grade, running 85 miles an hour, I think I'd be a little concerned for myself, too. You right. know? But not him. Everybody going to get out of my way, and I'm just going to run my way down through it. Right. And also something else, when I was watching that video of him cutting over in the left lane, like I think it's like three lanes or four lanes right there. He's cutting over in the left lane, taking half of it. Didn't see no brake lights. Didn't see no smoke coming out of no truck. Didn't see a bit. See, unfortunately, the truck, they, they said in the video that they're going to try to do some tests on it. But the truck is destroyed. I mean, it's going to be hard to determine exactly what happened. So that's all that he's got in his favor, but that ain't, that ain't nothing, you know. But I've seen brakes. I mean, everybody out there that's drove mountains back in the day before the Jake brakes, they've smoked brakes. They did the, I mean, it was part of it back in the day, you know. But I ain't ever run down no mountain running 85 mile an hour like that, you know. And my brakes failed. 
Well, you gear down. You try to gear down. You try to, and like you said, you're going to be slowing down so you can gear down. The brake lights are going to come on. At least on the tractor. So so if the brakes failed on the trailer, well, we don't know if the brakes failed on the truck or the trailer. We we don't know which one. No, we don't know. But I guarantee you, if he was running the speed limit, and all of a sudden them brakes give out on this trailer or whatever, see, that's one thing they're not saying. They're not saying that the truck and trailer failed, too. You know what I mean? Nobody has ever said that. But I guarantee you, the chances of the truck and trailer all failing at one time like that is pretty rare. Yeah. Pretty rare. Yeah. And if he had been running the speed limit and he he found out them trailer brakes wasn't working, boom, he started starting gearing it down right now. I don't care if he winded up and blowed it up. He could have wound that and geared it down right there enough to get that thing off the side of the road or something. He could have done lots of things instead of what he did. So it falls back on not only his employer, which I come to find out in in a different article, that uh, FMCSA has tapped the uh, employer with more than one safety violation already in the past. So it's possible, but you know they're going to be pulling the safety records of that employer their uh, safety records of that truck, when the brakes were serviced, there's lots of stuff that they could subpoena. When those brakes were, the, the prosecute, the district attorney can subpoena, when those brakes were serviced, when the last truck, that uh, time that truck was even serviced or anything, the time the brakes were changed, maintenance records, the whole nine yards on that truck. Um, how long he's been driving, who trained him, the whole nine yards. just going to say on that note speaking of uh, another driver that um, to me he was uh, you know uh, foreign national uh, that was driving and I'm not trying to uh, bash them but this is how between Chicago and all the major cities this is how they drive I was um, over in uh, just uh, west of uh, Salt Lake yesterday at the TA right there at Jaleel and uh, was talking to a couple drivers this one he sounded Russian or Armenian or something and uh, he was out of California and I handed him a, you know one of my uh, 
business cards that I hand out to, to people that aren't on Facebook or whatever uh, to market the show. And I started talking to him about this incident. And he said, only 85? What do you mean only 85? I go down that hill 90 mile an hour already. And I'm like, yeah, and he killed four people. Well, that's too bad that four people got killed. And why do people always have to ride their brakes going down the mountain, he asked me. I'm like, because they have to slow down. And then I also explained, he didn't know about that when you, sometimes when you put the jakes on, the newer model trucks, the brake lights automatically go on. He didn't know any of this. So this is some more stuff that, you know, that nobody's being taught. Well, this this morning, I, um, it, it was before noon. I'm going down Interstate 40, and uh, there's a truck in the right-hand lane running probably about 60, 65 miles an hour. Yeah, I think when I passed him or whatever. But the guy had his four ways on. And people's passed him, of course, and I'm coming up behind him. And I look over there on his right side, Blood flap gone, inside tire, blown, shredding. And he's running that truck down the road on 65 mile an hour. There's motorcycles running up and down there and everything. All it takes for that thing to come off and that put somebody, that kill somebody right there or cause a major wreck. Yep. Just going, and had California tags on it too. And I passed him and I just kind of give him a, a bad look. He was, some kind of nationality, I don't know whatever it was, but I did. I gave him a pretty bad look, but just kept on going. Yeah. Like, you know, big deal, you know. And that's why it's dangerous. And if DLT ever catch him doing that, he won't do it for one time. Yeah. They'll stop that. <laughs> it may, it that. may not, and he'll just, you know, it's the company's fault. Let the company pay. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not my truck or whatever, and let the company pay and and uh, go do it again because people yeah. like that, you can't. They they don't have no sense of that's possibly my wife, daughter, or or sister in that car that I'm trying to run over because I'm right on their butt and my, my grill is in their windshield. Remember back in the day, it was so funny to have these big teeth for a freaking bug screen on their truck like it's a, a monster coming after you and, and they thought it was so funny scaring the hell out of people and, and all this kind of thing. Well, I hate to tell you, but that is illegal to run on a flat tire like that. It's illegal to do. Yeah. I mean, because it can come off and fly and, and do it. Matter of fact, probably about, oh, God, it's probably been 35 years ago in Oklahoma City, uh, a, a policeman, motorcycle, was coming up behind his truck or whatever, and the truck rolled out a tire, and uh, it killed him. Yeah. It did. Yep. You know, so it can happen. Yeah, you and, know, and but, people just, oh, nothing's going to happen to me. Nothing's going to happen to me. Well, you know, you can help it along. You know, I mean, I'm not going to do something knowing, I mean, in the back of my mind, hey, that tire's coming apart. What if it hits somebody? I can't do it. You know, I just, that's just me. I can't do it. You yeah. know, I mean, I guess, you know, no, I guess I'm getting softer in my old days. <laughs> but even when I was a young man, I still couldn't do that. I took care of what I needed to take care of. You know, I mean, I had a car one time was following me so close, I blew a tire. 
And, uh, I mean, tires is in good shape. It just blows, right? And the top of it, this girl run over in a car. And I'm pulled over. She's over gripping and everything. I want to say, lady, if you hadn't been so close to me, you might not have run over. You know, but I did. Yeah. And, uh. I filed it on my insurance and all that stuff. She's saying this and that. I just, you know, went on. But that's what I really wanted to say. What you know, if you hadn't been, what are you going to do? Get back there with them cows? You know, that's yeah. what I really wanted to say. You know, trying to set the state back there. What are you trying to do there, right? You know, but, you know, I, I just, that's just where I've always been. But, and there's still a lot of drivers that's like that out there. Some, some low and some of the young ones. I have noticed that some of them are really doing the way that all of us old people are doing. And that just makes me happy. I mean, it just makes me happy. It really does to see that again. You know, some of the respect and stuff like that, it just, it just, it, it gives me hope. <laughs> so, anyway, right. when you get to be my age, you got to have all the hope you can get. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah. anyway, but. I hear you. Well, it's great having you again this week, as usual. You take care, and as I say, keep the shiny side up. And don't forget to let everybody know about the cafe store and the 20% off on for Mother's Day special with a promo code of MOM, capital M-O-M, 2019. You take care of yourself, Lee, and we'll, we'll talk to you next okay, week. Okay, well, everybody, y'all be safe out there, and God bless each other, and let's try to look out for each other and i greatly greatly appreciate all of you who tune in each and every week to listen to me and lee on the cafe if you are new to the cafe and would like to check us out at the bottom of every episode on the website at juliastruckercafe.com there are links that i have listed on where you can find me like iHeartRadio, itunes spotify and many more please like us on facebook and twitter and don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. I share recipes on our page, videos, and much more on the website. Please, I would ask you humbly subscribe to our email list, and I will send you the show notes right to your inbox. These are all the articles that I reference each and every week on this podcast. This way, you don't have to keep coming back to the website to figure out, okay, now which article did she talk about now? Or what show was it? Or something like that. Even though I'm glad that you do. But in the future, like uh, this Mother's Day special, you'll be getting it the new things that come out on the email list. And if you're on that list, you'll be the one of the first ones to know about it. But before I get forget... Please feel free to leave a comment on the bottom of any episode that you listen to. I read each and every one. I'm so glad everybody's commenting and stuff. Your comments are very helpful. We're trying different ideas with the show to try to be a little bit more entertaining and stuff for the listeners. And it's not so boring just listening to me talk about the news each and every week. But there are some drivers out there that they can't always research the news they can't always find the news or too busy you know hauling loads and this kind of thing so that's the whole reason why i do this show to enlighten the drivers or the new drivers out here on what's going on in our industry so thank you so much for all of you that tune in every week i can't say enough thank you to lee for each and every week giving his color commentary to our show i greatly greatly appreciate him as well anytime you have a uh 
kind of an idea. I'm sorry, I lost my thought. If you have an idea for the show, please feel free to email me. My email is info at juliastruckingcafe.com. That's I-N-F-O at juliastruckingcafe.com. So thank you again for tuning in and listening to me blatter on and stumble and stutter and keep the shiny side up. And until next week, have a blessed week. Don't you